Art of Visuals community and welcome to the Art of Visuals podcast, a content series to inspire the creators, the mavericks, the hustlers, and the visionaries who believe that art and creativity have the power to impact and change culture. This series was created for you, the explorers of the world. We're here because you're not alone on this journey to becoming your best self. This series shares real authentic stories direct from the world's most talented creative community. These stories are meant to inspire, motivate, and educate you and the rest of the AOV family. With over a decade of experience in entrepreneurship, content creation, and self-development, the AOV team is here to create a new kind of culture within our community, one that inspires action, love, growth, and fulfillment. You are now tuning in to the AOV Podcast. What's going on, everyone? It's Prince here with another episode of the Art of Visuals podcast, and today's guest is none other than Olympia, Washington-based photographer Aiden White. Aiden, welcome to the show. What's up? How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked to have you on the show. I remember meeting you what, two years ago at Manoma Falls. Yeah. I think we were all being a little naughty and kind of hiked down to the, yeah. to the bottom part, and we were shooting, and then I can't remember if you guys were there first or we were there first, and we just kind of all met. and We pulled up at, like, the same time, and then Kyle, like, totally ran into me while sprinting with the vlogging camera. <laughs> and I remember turning to the other photographers, and it was like, oh, who are these vloggers? Like, what is going on? <laughs> so much energy. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, yeah. Sounds sounds exactly like Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Just ran through with the camera on the little Gore-Tex pod. Yeah, no, absolutely. Cool, man. Uh, why don't you start us off by sharing a little bit more background on yourself? So uh, my name is Aiden White. Uh, my Instagram is Aiden A. White. Um, I grew up in Olympia, Washington and shot all around Washington when I was younger. I got into photography my grandpa was a pretty successful scientist and always wanted to take us on these crazy family vacations instead of leaving us with money. So, uh, so my earliest members are like going down to Africa and like stealing my dad's camera for like 80% of the trip, trying to take pictures with it. Um, and then that kind of just turned into me actually getting a camera back home and then just shooting around Washington. Then for college, I moved down to San Diego and, uh, it's gorgeous down here. It's hard to complain with all the sunsets all the time. So that kind of evolved the photography to there. And now I'm shooting about half and half in both. I'm in Washington during the summers and the winters and San Diego during the school year. Nice. I, uh, that's funny. I did, so I didn't realize you had necessarily moved to San Diego, but I figured something was up because your feed just changed and all of a sudden your photos were so warm and colorful. And I'm like, where are yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny whenever someone from the P&W ends up moving down south somewhere to like Southern California or Arizona because um, such a dramatic change in, in the images. It's so hard for me with the feed because it'll go like right now I've got like <laughs> right 30 to 40 winter Washington pictures lined up to take and all my other pictures are like bright orange and bright red and it's just a straight <laughs> line into just pure whites and blues. So it's tough, but. I love the winter up there. It's hard to complain with all the snow. No, I bet, man. So how did you – so I guess you already kind of explained how you got into photography. Uh, when was the catalyst as far as uh, you taking it, you know, seriously and pursuing it as like a, um, you know, somewhat of a career? Because it sounds like you go to school part-time 
and you do photography part-time. Yeah, yeah. So um or full-time both, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of full-time both, not a lot of sleep, but uh there's kind of two big ones. So when I was really young like in kindergarten, um like teachers going around and asking all the kids what they want to be. I had just read like a National Geographic or something that my parents had and I said a wildlife attire. I didn't even know what that meant, but uh all the other kids were as uh answering like astronaut or like police officer and I said wildlife photographer. I did, yeah, I didn't know what it meant, um, but it had always been kind of in the back of my mind through, like, middle school and high school that, like, a little, little Aiden wanted to do that, and I still would totally love to do wildlife photography more. I just don't have the patience or the time to do it, um, and then I went down to college and was getting a little sick of just the partying and drinking scene down here. Like, San Diego State's a massive party school, so I was kind of bored with it, and then I actually had a friend, Ryan Eager, and he's also another P&W photographer that hit me I was like yo like I see your pictures on Facebook you should totally start an Instagram and let's shoot together and that was probably sophomore that was uh four years ago um so I was like yeah and we went and we shot Lake Cushman which is up in Washington and we got up at like 3 30 and made it for sunrise it's freezing cold but gorgeous and like on that photo shoot it was like I want to do this all the time like I want to catch every sunrise up here and then I started doing Instagram um and it was like a very quick turn around and like very quick to get to 10k and then it was like this wow this is so cool people want to see my pictures like this is totally awesome and then after that it's just been a steady grind to do that all the time so i guess about four years ago and then about two years ago i started doing like paid shoots and company shoots and product shots Mm -hmm. um and then that's just kind of evolved to starting to get higher and higher and bigger and bigger companies with that Gotcha. Okay. Did you end up, so was that kind of your thing, Sunrise? You're an early riser? Um, no, I really want to be an early riser, but I'm, I'm horrible at it. I woke up like, I was like, had all the alarms set. I was like, I'm going to wake up at like 630. I'm going to like get ready. I'm going to work out for the podcast and like rolled over at like 1015 this morning. And it was, oh <laughs> uh, gosh, like <laughs> I blew that one. Yeah. I try to be an early riser, but I, I'm not, I'm a night owl. So it's not a very good one two combo in november i was trying to do like the casey neistat sleep challenge where like he put out his sleep challenge where it's like he wakes up at like four to five a.m every day so all in november i was waking up pre 5 a.m it was cool i like enjoyed the extra time but i also wasn't going to sleep till like midnight or one so it wasn't very sustainable i'm definitely not a shouldn't be an early riser but i like it (laughs) That's funny. No, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't necessarily an early riser either in college. Um, I guess it just depend on the day and what I did the night before. Uh, <laughs> okay, so what type of paid work are you doing? So you said you're working with brands and doing stuff. Is is it photos? Is it video? Is it social posts? What are the? I mean, what does that business look like? It's mostly photos. It's a couple social posts here and there, but I really only do social posts for brands that I really like. Like I have one with Cliff Bar coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a brand that like I already bring Cliff Bars on most of my shoots. So when they reached out to me, I was pretty excited to do that with them. I do a lot of photos for like little like e-commerce websites that want to send me something and have me shoot for it. Every once in a while, I'll be a bigger brand that I'll either reach out to or they'll reach out to me. Mostly just outdoor stuff. I do some portrait stuff, but it's pretty far, few and far between when I'm actually doing paid portrait work. Gotcha. Who's dude. So I'm on your website and I'm just curious who is, who's Gucci Dane. 
Gucci Dane. So <laughs> Gucci Dane. It's actually now Dane Black now. You got a copyright thing from Gucci Mane. But uh, Gucci Dane was my roommate last year down here, and uh, he was doing. He was rapping. And I actually really like, I've shot all his music videos. He's got one called Milestones dropping pretty soon. And uh, I convinced him to change his name to Gucci Dane because I thought it was really funny. And then he was on a little iHeartRadio thing. Um, like just a little, little thing that wasn't on like the full iHeartRadio thing. But uh, right. the guy that interviewed him also interviewed Gucci Mane at some point and missed up and called Gucci Mane Gucci Dane and explained it. And then uh, Gucci Mane sent out a form that. <laughs> Ended the Gucci Dane era for a little while, but yeah, he was my roommate for a while. Talented rapper, super underrated. That's so epic. I like that you're you're shooting music and stuff. So you shoot? Did you say you shot the music video? I did shoot the music video, but it, it's it's uh it's decent. Yeah. Video video is one of those things where I like really want to get into it, but it's tough because I've gotten to the point in photography where like. I can create the vision. Like if I see something and I want to create it exactly like that, I have mm -hmm. the tools to be able to make it look exactly like I can. Where in video right now, I have all these great visions, but don't have the editing skills and videography skills to like create it. So I think it's one of those things that like yeah. in the next three, four years I'll be more into, but it's just such a like frustrating ramming my head against the brick wall trying to do videography coming from just photos. Yeah. But it just takes a little time. Yeah. You know, there's just people are so talented with videography. It's insane. I got a, I was up in an event in LA and I got to hang out with Matt Como for like a day, pretty much a morning. And I was talking to him about it all. And it was just like, he was walking me through some of the steps that he does for it. And it is mind blowing to me. Like the amount of time that goes into a video and effort. Yep. No, that's, it is true. Definitely a lot of time and effort. Um, to, to be honest, I'm still, I'm still just wishing that I had a friend named Gucci Dane that I could walk around <laughs> with and just be like, who's that? That's my buddy Gucci Dane. It's so <laughs> sick. We do, we're doing like the super low budget music videos too. So it's like going to shops and like the very nice malls down here and buying clothes for the day and returning them at the end of the day. And then like sneaking into hotel rooms and shooting there until we get kicked out. It was like, Dude, full just shooting until I get kicked out and then move to the next location. That's the it's best. Fun. It's like good to stay grounded and shoot stuff like that still, I think, no matter how big you get. Well, I think it's I think it's cool to be that keeps you creative. I I relate to everything you just said. I started out shooting low budget music videos in like two thousand ten. Um, right. and that's how we rolled. I mean we would just you know, never had permits. I mean, the artist, the artist was only paying us like 300 bucks, uh, you know, for like a three day, two day, one day, whatever shoot, but lots of time and effort, multiple locations. And we would just sneak into places, venues, hotels, whatever, and just get the shots, rooftops and yeah, borrow cars from friends. <laughs> the last music video I did for Dana, I got a bottle from it. So that was my uh, payment. <laughs> <laughs> it was great though we uh went up and we were like trying to find a rooftop in san diego which is like hard to do it's like there's a lot of them in like other cities but san diego keeps it on lock with the rooftops and we find this one uh like i guess it was like an apartment a super nice apartment and we try to go in through the front door immediately shut down we're going around the back and there's a moving truck that is like parked in and somebody's moving in mm -hmm. and they just like doors are all open so we just walk in we go up and it's like, oh, you need a key card to get on the roof. And then this, like, 
two 13 year old girls come around and like we explained to them what we were doing and they just hung around so they let us in like everywhere for a while um and then we actually left and we get down to the bottom and get out and then we realized that dane left his phone at the top of this rooftop so then it was a whole epic adventure trying to get up to the top again to retrieve the phone it was it was mess but it's so much fun like just an absolute blast while shooting that's hilarious um yeah, yeah, no, that that stuff's that stuff's big fun, man. I'm I'm glad to hear you guys are uh, enjoying yourself out there. Uh, with that said, what are I guess like what are your goals for 2019 creatively? Like, what are you hoping to achieve this year? Like, where do you feel like you're at in your career right now, and where do you want to go in 2019? Um, like number wise, I don't really have like. A not, goal like i just want to like keep growing on instagram doing numbers, like stuff bro. like that okay not okay okay <laughs> like uh i guess i just want to like be able to tra- one travel more mm-hmm. um like i've just i'm so addicted to it right now and then being in school like you're like pretty rock hard grounded for like a while so i already have some plans for spring break coming up that i'm super stoked about nice. um but then i i um, I actually go in, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but there's Ted Turner Explorations is rebranding as Ted Turner Reservations for like the animal place. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's inviting me to come out and shoot the Veramero Park in New Mexico. It's like 500 acres. Um, so I'm going and shooting that for like a week. Um, and it's going to be, I think, three photographers and seven journalists are shooting the whole thing. Um, so I'm super, super stoked about that. I'm going to fly out to New Mexico to shoot all like the buffalo herds and i'm hoping i can find a grizzly there that's gonna be like my goal to try to get a grizzly channel channel my inner kapunka and get some bear shots (laughs) that'd be rad yeah but uh i think i really want to just start shooting with like more photographers because like the more and more i shoot with like other instagrammers and other photographers the more and more i feel like i just totally grow as a content creator Mm. just doing like this winter break i was home in washington i was shooting with people that like Ran. I shot the guy Kyle Eager, and he had like a whole little insta meet for us shooting that I didn't know about. And I like show up in the parking lot that we're meeting, and there's like eight people there. And I'm like, I'm like pretty extroverted, but like when I'm planning on being an extrovert, not when I'm like show up to shoot with a good friend and there's like eight other photographers that all know who I am. And it was like, oh my gosh, like this is weird. But actually, uh, the next day I shot with one of the guys, and then I shot with him the next day, and then two days later we went on a road trip together. So it's like. In the photography community, like friendships just build so so fast mm-hmm. that I just kind of want to expand on that, do more. I kind of want to expand like outside of the cliche bubble too. Like, I I like struggle with that a lot down here. Like in San Diego, like people want to see sunsets, but like I don't necessarily want to just shoot sunsets down in San Diego, or like up in Washington. Like we spent a whole day looking for A-frames, and it's like that's just like the very very cliche side of. Uh, photography so I think uh, that's like my big goal of 2019 is to expand and try to do more like true creative like individual stuff that's like not readily out there for like all over Instagram so art more artistic photography and less grand bangers yeah (laughs) what do you what does that look like I guess like what do you what type of subjects Um, are you interested in shooting I don't know. I guess if I totally knew that, I probably would have already done it. I've got an idea for like. I a think light you bulb. do know that, though. You do. Yeah. I think you haven't done it yet because you're trying to get those likes. You know, right? 
that's why we, that, that's that's what happens. Like you, I'm sure you you're probably already shooting stuff you really enjoy. You just don't share it. It's that's very true. Um, okay, I guess I've got this idea for like a really old fashioned light bulb and shooting a sunset through it. Um, I want to do like more long exposure photography that's like not necessarily like your just classic steel wool or like a lightsaber stuff. Like I want to try to get really creative with it. I've been trying to get um, over the Diego freeway. You could, there's a spot where you can shoot right over the freeway and you can get a plane to fly really low. Mm-hmm. Planes fly really low, and I want to do it a long exposure um, and composite it with the plane that's right over it. That's a shot that I've wanted to get for a while. That'd be sick. You should you should grab a you should find a buddy with one of those Elon Musk Boring Company flamethrowers and add that into the mix. I got a buddy with one of the Elon Musk flamethrowers. That's a good idea, right? <laughs> I love it. And then I also started 2019. I totally blanked on this, but I started doing like this challenge where I'm trying to shoot like where I live more too. Like when I was home at Washington, I just went around my backyard for a full day and was just trying to shoot cool stuff like trying to like not make it where I need to go to like Banff to get a cool shot or like Mount Rainier, but like shoot in like a quote unquote, like normal place um, and make it seem grandiose rather than like, you don't have to travel to these all like extravagant places to get really cool pictures. So that's another thing I've been trying to work on in 2019. I haven't done anything. I have in a teeny apartment here, so that might be a little harder in San Diego, but (laughs) (laughs) how do how do you make simple things look grandiose? I mean, like, I've got, like, ferns in my backyard in Washington, so, like, I went and just took a picture of, like, the ferns, super underexposed with the water droplets on, which is, again, it's a pretty cliche Instagram picture, too, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, uh, I, like, live right on the water, so I was like, spent, a, like, way too long in the fog just throwing rocks out, trying to get, like, the perfect water drop splash up. Mm-hmm. Just, like, really simple stuff. Right. Like, I think it's, like, kind of taken as the norm and, like on Instagram, especially that like you have to go to these crazy epic spots to get cool pictures when it's more about the ideas than the location. Mm. I agree. I think ideas and just being creative, uh, and playing with glass is also important. I think, you know, using wide angle, ultra wide lenses and tight spaces and things gives you a whole new perspective of the world. I can make a little tree look massive at the right angle with the super wide and make it look epic. Even though yeah. it's just like a tree in the front yard. Uh, yeah. And so uh, that's totally one way. That's a practical way to, to, to make everyday things look more iconic, et cetera, is by switching up the glass and shooting it with different lenses and, um, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Yeah, I just picked up the Tamron 150 to 600, and it is so much fun to go into like 600 and find like a teeny branch on a tree and make it look just like this epic long distance scape. That's crazy, bro. What type of birds you sniping with that 600? Dude, it is. I'm still learning. It is so hard to get focus on a bird at 600. It like floats into the frame for half a second. It's like this huge bokeh blur. And then you have to try to track it. It's so hard. I went, uh, I went out to like the Nisqually Wildlife Refuge where I live right next to it. It's like a bald eagle and a like falcon and hawk and owl refuge. and was trying out there and, I think I got some cool ones. It's hard. I do not fully understand how the people get like these shots, of the birds diving into the water with the fish and just like perfect tack focus at F 2.8. Like it's <laughs> insane. That is, that is wild. I've never even shot on anything that big. Do you have uh did you see that video we posted on Instagram of the guy with the gun 
He had like a, yeah, a gun stock for his kit. That that's, exact lens. That's, that's what, the 150 to 600. That's savage. That's what you need, dude. I'm gonna... Oh, for sure. Turn my old like gun Wii remote into it. <laughs> that was so funny. I love that video. <laughs> it was, uh, it, 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 it definitely got a lot of attention. It was uh, an interesting. I had like four people send it to me too. <laughs> they see it with the lens. So what drives your passion in photography and travel and what motivates you to keep going? I think like the big thing for me is like just the desire to like learn more about it. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think that's one of the things that I love about photography is it's not like there's a lot of things where like you can learn it to a point where you're like, okay, I know this and now I'm good at it. Where like no matter how good you are at a photographer, there's like somebody else doing something that's creative that you can learn and grow off of or like you can always add to this and you can always you could take like some of the best landscape photographers and they might never do portrait photography so it's like it's one of those things that's so expandable on and so learnable on that it just kind of never ends and i think that really like pushes me to just like i want to just get all the knowledge of it mm -hmm. uh, i think that can also be like for me on like I struggle with that too because just like the style on Instagram, like it's supposed to be a feed, but I keep like learning more and then completely changing what I'm doing based on which I think is a good thing. It's harder to for the Instagram feed to look really good because it'll be like six pictures of one style and then bam, again, it's flipped. But I think that and then it's also just like so like grounding when you go out. Like I am a firm believer that everyone should spend like at least a day a month just out in the woods or out like it's just like a great time to think about life, to think about everything. Like I think photography really forces me to get out and explore more and gives me kind of the excuse of like, Oh, I'm going on a like six day road trip, but it's okay. Cause it's for work. Mm -hmm. So that really pushes me like to get, I don't, I don't think I'd get outside nearly as much if I didn't have my camera with me all the time. So I think that's what really pushes me a lot too, is just wanting to travel and having an excuse to do so. Good. Let's let's talk about travel a little bit. Cause you you get out and road trip quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. There's been some epic ones. I did <sighs> two years ago when I met you. I was just finishing up one. I went um, to Utah and I did. I picked up two guys that I never met before in Reno, and I pretty much just stopped by. I talked to them online before, and then I stopped by and picked them two guys up, and then we did all of utah's national parks and the salt flats in two and a half days so it's pretty much like all of uh like arches and then drive like to the next one shoot for the it was like no sleep no not it was either driving or hiking were the two activities that were happening um and that was it was so much fun but it's also like one of those things where it's I always tell people, like, hear from people like, oh, I want a road trip, but I only have a weekend off. Like, you can totally get out there and do insane trips in three days if you want. It's just, like, a lot of dedication. So we did all of Arches. We did all of, um, oh, gosh, what's the park with the Narrows Riverwalk? Um, oh, my gosh, I'm blanking hard. It's all uh, good. We'll get Visit Utah on line one. Give me one second. Okay. There's Moab, Arches, bro, Zion, Zion. Zion. So we did all of Zion, and then that night drove to Arches, 
got in super late, just camped, and then woke up, did all of Arches, all of Rice Canyon, drove to the Salt Flats, got there right in time for sunset. It was like this mind-boggling. Yeah, it was like two and a half days to drive to Utah and do all Utah. And then I went to San Francisco and shot San Francisco. And then I did Oregon, and that's when I actually met you at Multnomah. I was going on like 10 hours of sleep in like five days. And then it was like Kyle ran by with so much energy. It's like, oh, I'm so jealous and i also have no clue who this guy is i know when i found you you were like a little you were like a little bear sitting on the log with your i think you fell i think you fell asleep on the shutter yeah it was <laughs> i was out i was i was so tired and i just hit like that was right when i was getting into instagram too so like i didn't really understand how big of a like community it was like i had been like with my little pnw friend group i just hit 20k and i was like oh my god like i am such a big deal on instagram now like i hit 20k and i remember talking to you while travis was slipping on the log trying to get up to it <laughs> and being like yeah like i am like the aiden a white like in the flesh <laughs> and talking myself up and then i was like oh yeah what's your instagram you're like you can just look up art of visuals and just like oh my gosh like i am making a fool of myself right <laughs> now. <laughs> not at all though it was not at like, all I really understand. Like, I hadn't been reaching out to a lot of people. Like, I had been like with my like small community of photographers in like Olympia, and then a couple in San Diego. But like, yeah. everyone in around like five k, six k. And I, I'm like, I don't. You're feeling yourself. Think, you're like, dude, I got twenty k. I'm doing good. I'm yesterday. Like, I'm a huge deal. Yeah, like, you were flexing a little bit. I appreciated yeah. it. <laughs> it was exactly that. It was so humbling that I got in the car with Josh after that, and I was like. Oh my God! I just said I was the Aiden A. White because I hit 20k, and that's the Art of Visuals team. Like, <laughs> God, what am I doing? <laughs> like, um, it was one of those funny things. I think it's good to be not cocky, but like confident. I think it's. I'm a firm believer that like, if you think you're really good, like, things will follow, and you'll get to that point. Mm. I don't think it's good. like that was way too far of just brashed cockiness rather than confidence. <laughs> Uh, that's okay it is okay that trip was insane and then the same guy that was on part of that trip with i had a photo shoot in seattle 48 hour in 48 hours mm -hmm. and i was talking like let's go to banff and i'm like are you kidding me that's 12 hour drive away from where we live and he's like yeah that gives us 24 hours to shoot then you'll make it back in time to, to do your photo shoot and it was like this is the dumbest thing i've ever heard but like okay let's go like Let's just full send, switch off driving, nobody sleeps. Um, so we're doing that, and it was just – we left at, like, 8 p.m., so we're just driving throughout the whole night trying to make sunrise, and we get 25 minutes away from Banff. Like, we're, like, so close, and there's a mudslide that shut down the whole road. And, uh, <laughs> like, this is horrible. And they're like, yeah, road's closed for two days. And we're like, okay, like, we have to turn around. And then the guy's like, yeah, but if you drive – like seven hours north, there's a ferry that'll take you out, and then you can come down and get right on the other side of the mudslide. So I was strongly against it. Like I had this pretty decent sized photo shoot, and like at that point, like 36 hours, and it was still already gonna be a 12 hour drive back. And uh, Josh sent it again and just drove all the way. We took a ferry in like the middle of the night, like one of the self ferries where you just go and like drive your car into this thing and press a button and mm -hmm. this little raft moves across this river. So sketchy, so sketchy. I didn't know that was still a thing. Like it felt like it was like the Oregon Trail. I've never even heard of that, dude. Like I'm in Boise, Idaho. We don't have ferries anywhere. <laughs> if you go far enough north in Canada, it's still like the 1800s of 
like tow bridge. It was like literally like a dock attached to a rope <laughs> that you drive onto, and the rope was metal, but still, it was sketchy. It was sketchy, and then we drove all the way back and made it. Shot Bamp for eight hours, drove, and I made it just in time. But that trip was so so dumb. So we're driving back, and like I hadn't slept in probably coming up on 40 hours josh and it's up to like 44 and i was like dude like how are you doing he's like oh i'm just following the blue lights it's like <laughs> look out and i said we are the only one on this road there is no blue lights so I, I had him pull over and sleep for like an hour he wouldn't let me drive because i was also we were both like full-on hallucinating at that point of exhaustion made it back in time for the photo <laughs> shoot uh it went well i don't think the person even knows um, Drew Weinberg, if you remember your senior photos, I did it on no sleep. <laughs> that was an, the, such an like trip. That's so. Uh, I've, I uh, feel like I need to call up Elon and, and get you guys a Tesla, bro, for as much as you guys are driving. That stuff, that sounds dangerous. Neither of our cars have cruise control, so it's just that doesn't even help. And that trip, so, so sketchy. There's. We get to, uh, what's it called, the natural bridge. Mm -hmm. And this guy had seen a photo from inside the natural bridge of the waterfall being frozen. And it is, like, the thinnest, thinnest layer of ice to get across this thing. Like, we're, like, looking and we're, like, throwing chunks in and they're just going straight through. Just, just like, little ice. He's like, I'm going to walk across it. And we're like, no. Like, <laughs> no. What are you doing? Uh, this guy was so convinced that he was going to go shoot it. And he was just ready, and we had to. We roped him up to a tree to try to get him across. Like we had him all tied up and roped, and it was so so dumb. Like Ranger was there telling us not to do it. We were telling him not to do it, but this guy was ready to go. He got about two steps on it. The ice cracked, and he ran back to land. But so so dumb. It was like <laughs> like the ice was literally like inches. Right. So, so, to shoot it. so where do you draw the line between getting getting the shot and like safety? Not a responsible line. Mine is not it's not good. I'd say if there's if the thought in my mind is like, hey, if this goes really wrong, I'm gonna die. Like it's not even like I could die, I'm gonna die. Then it turns into like a percentage game, and if it's if I'm thinking like above twenty percent, I'm out. But I also go shoot with people that don't have the same line, so it gets pushed a lot of times. We were shooting a Boardman Park in Northern Cal in Northern California, Southern Oregon, and it was like torrential rain. The rain I've never been in before. Rain and wind I've never been in before. And we're like walking up this slope and like every step our feet are like sliding down like three, four feet and we're having to come up. And I called the line there pretty deep. Like once we were like halfway you across. You at Samuel H? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like that little spot where you can get out onto the peninsula thing. That was yeah. way too far. It was like probably 30, 40 mile per hour winds and like rain that was, you step outside and you're already soaked through a Gore-Tex kind of rain. Um, and I drew the line there. And I think that's, like, I drew the line there. I drew the line in Banff. Um, the line doesn't get drawn that much. It's also depending on, like, weighing how good the shot is. Right. If I'm I'm going to, like, a life-threatening thing to try to get something that I'm like, ah, oh, this might be cool, it's one thing. If it's also like, wow, this is perfect lighting. Like, Borbin, the lighting was so moody with the rain. and it was, But it was, it was too far. Dude, so I'd I say, like, 
I feel like a, a lot of photographers aren't even just photographers, like legitimately like adrenaline junkies as well. Oh. Like they're like they they're all about the adventure, the adrenaline. Yeah, they want to get the shot, but at the same time, they're also you know they're also willing to die hiking five hundred feet into <laughs> a cave to 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 do it. And I think they get a. I think there's a lot of guys that get a high off of that. Do you I, think that you do? Like totally, totally. And I think actually it's almost like I think it's the other way around that I don't think it's a lot of photographers are adrenaline junkies. I think a lot of adrenaline junkies become photographers because they're going to these crazy spots that mm-hmm. like no one else has seen before. And it's like. I am sick of capturing this on my phone where people can't really see the vastness of it. So then you learn how to get better and better at taking these crazy pictures um, so you can capture some of the crazy ones. Um, and I think, yeah, I to- totally get the high out of it. Like like maybe not during it as much as after. Right. Like during it, I still have the thought process and like the reasonability to be like, hey, like focus up here. Like you fuck up really bad here and you're not doing well. Um, where – Afterwards, it was like, that was awesome. I totally want to go back and do it again at, like, different time, different this. Um, Yeah, I think it's, like, this subtle adrenaline, though. It's not, like, bungee jumping where it's just, like, burst of adrenaline. It's, like, this slow buildup. And then when you get the shot, too, that's, like, one of my favorite things is looking back at the pictures that I've taken and being, like, people have no clue, like, what went into getting to this spot and getting this picture and how crazy and, like, life-threatening it was to get to this <laughs> that's yeah. i can only imagine man i love i love hearing those stories so what type of what type oh i like those prints too by the way oh thank you in the background those are nice they're all over my room now i got oh. a printer oh nice so you just print your own stuff yeah i have um in front of me i have prints that i've had like professionally printed mm-hmm. uh, my printer i don't know what's going on with it all my magenta or all my blacks eventually turn magenta so they look like pretty mm. distorted after a while i'm like looking to my left because i've got a whole wall of random little prints what type so of I, printer it's a canon pro 100 pixma series mm. but i'm also using like alibaba ink so that oh, oh, you got that Baba dude, toner, dude. Canon ink is so expensive. <laughs> I ain't making enough to afford Canon ink. Gosh, bro, send him a freaking email. Slide into those DMs with a kiss face and an ink freaking emoji. That's they already gave me the printer, so I can't, I can't, uh, and two big containers of ink that I blew through way too fast. Uh, maybe I will. I'll, I will hit him up. That's funny. I also shoot Nikon now, so I feel like I burned that bridge a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> let's since you brought up your gear, let's just talk gear real quick. Uh, camera body D850. D850. Okay. Uh, I I actually broke it two days ago. It's in oh. the repair right now. How'd you do that? I was shooting Cape Kowanda with uh, Kyle Eager and a guy named CJ Casey Jones, uh-huh. and it was horrible conditions. And I got overconfident with the weatherproofing and got sand and water in it. Oh. Uh, uh, I'm actually pretty disappointed. Not to, I'll see how the repair center goes on it. It's still under warranty, but like, we were shooting with a Z7, which is like Nikon's mirrorless, and a T4i, and both of those were completely fine. And my D850, like, completely crapped out. Like, LCD screen doesn't, none of the buttons work. The LCD screen doesn't come on. I was pretty disappointed with that. Just like, it's supposed to be their, like, adventure, true, like, go anywhere camera other than the d5 and like right. their mirrorless one had better waterproofing than it 
So, but other than that, I absolutely love the D850. I'm ragging on it just a little bit, but I think it's. That's I what, personally had to choose between that and the Sony A7R3. That's what I shoot on. Trav shoots on the D850. I shoot on the Sony A7R3. But he's never had any problems. He seems to love it. I like the D850. I like, dude, even the Nikon that mirrorless Z7. I shot at that. I shot on it at CES, and that dude, it's nice. Feels good in cool. my hand. Ergonomics are on point. I switched over from Canon this summer. At the end of the summer, I huge Canon fanboy. Like I think it's you look I'm, like one. They all like, Canon fanboys have a look, bro. Dude, I was such a Canon <laughs> fanboy. My first camera was a, a T3i. Like moved up to a 60, then a 5D Mark II, then a 5D Mark III. Like mm-hmm. I was such a fan. I still think the 16 to Canon 16 to 35 is the best lens. Wait, what like, was your first Canon? A T3i. T3i. Okay. Yeah. My first uh, Canon camera was a, was a T2i. It was actually a Fuji film, uh, 46 times optical zoom, just like an absolute yeah. like $200 <laughs> little thing. But my first like real camera was a yeah T. I think it was a T3i. It could have been a T2i. It was one of the T something eyes. <laughs> it's been it's been a while. But uh, I just uh, like I thought the 5D Mark IV was just so not impressive mm, for me. Yeah. So then I was I had to decide between the D850 and the Sony A7R3 and just the lenses put me over. The Sony lenses are still so much money. Bro, they are. It's freaking... They're so good, though. Yeah, so... they are. They're nice. They're pricey. Yeah, but, like, and I'm I'm a gear gear boy. I, if there's a lens on sale for Craigslist that I don't have for reasonable pricing, if I don't need it, I'll pick it up. <laughs> it's like, I got the 15-30 to 30 Tamron, the 24-70 to 70 Nikon. Um, Nikon's 50mm, Nikon's 85mm. Uh, Tamron's 150 to 600. You really are a gear boy instead of a star boy. Yeah, it's, (laughs) it's kind of, I'm still looking at, uh, the Tamron's G270 to 200. Type of tripod do you using? Um, I'm a firm believer in non-expensive tripods. I can tell you. Mifoto or one of those. I've never heard of it before and I'm now in love with it. You got an Alibaba tripod to go with that ink that turns pink? Pretty much. My, my theory is I'm going to rag on tripods. Like, if I'm going down a cliff, the tripod's the first thing to get thrown to the bottom. Why, like, don't, why I, don't you use it as, like, the as like a pole, a walking pole, like a walking that stick? Would, that would be way smarter. I am I think I just like having my hands. Like, <laughs> I have like hands free. So, like, the tri pretty much, like, people that have shot with me before know, like, as soon as we get to somewhere that environs and, like, involves any climbing or motion, like, tripods instantly off the cliff like it's just thrown down to the bottom and there's been multiple times where you can't get down there and it's been like okay well the tripod is not coming just can't come back like done multiple attempts at rescue missions before but sometimes it's a little bit too eager of a throw i'm on a (laughs) geekodo tripod it's on amazon i'm a huge fan of this one though um yeah it's uh got your 360 degree ball head it's like the whole like I wanted a ready or really ready right or really right, like the thousand dollar carbon fiber tripod that you see like all these people that shoot in rivers use, but it's mine won't last that long. It'll right. get lost, broken. Right. So I'd rather buy ten hundred dollar tripods than a thousand dollar tripod. Is kind of my mentality of it. What bag you rocking? Um, the Low Pro Whistler three fifty. You like the Low Pro bags? I'm in love with it. I've shot on that bag. It's my second one. I had all my gear get stolen four years ago. Um, it's my How'd that happen? 
Hey, bro, I was uh, shooting, and then I met somebody for coffee and was gone from my car for, for 15 minutes, and I come around the corner, and, like, my sleeping bag's in the road, and I just see a steady stream of all my stuff leading to my car, which uh. they had a no to, and they, they must have known. It was actually, like, one of those things that was super sucky and super, like, cool for what had happened. I had a film. I have a film camera that everywhere I go, I shoot one picture, and it's kind of my way of, like, trying to be super creative with it of, like, I get one picture at each location only, and I've never developed the film from it. I just have a couple stacks of these rolls at, like, I'm, like, 40 or something. I want to just develop them all and be able to look back and be like, wow, like, see all the memories. Um, and they took the camera, but they took the film out and dropped it off at the police station. Somebody dropped off my film roll, which is insane to me that they couldn't catch who it was and all that, but there was not. The investigative work was questionable. Were you in, were you in, the, were you in San Francisco? Uh, i was in downtown olympia and sony must just recognize that my camera bag was a real camera bag that's crazy Uh, that's that that's what 20k will get you bro get you jacked uh, (laughs) so never again will i leave my camera bag just open in the like on seat of the car just dumb i was only gone for like 10 minutes i was shocked that's crazy bro alone which was like insult to injury that's a bummer what's your post-processing look like What's that workflow? Depends on the picture. I Lightroom for like events and portraits or anything that I'm doing, like mass photos, Lightroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been actually trying to do a lot more of like visuals of Julius, like Photoshop, like surreal landscapes more. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are definitely Photoshop. Why, um, why is that? Why are, you making, why are you making that stuff? I just think it's super cool. Like at the end of the day, like – I like the whole surrealism of it. Like this place doesn't exist, but like if it like the dream would be that it did, it did. Right. You can create these things that just surreal. I I am like firm believer that Photoshop, like Photoshopping anything's totally okay into photography. I just don't like when people are like, Hey, is this a composite to people? And they're like, no, like this unedited raw. (laughs) It's like 45 feet big. And there's a person (laughs) jumping. It's like, like just like don't don't lie about it like it's okay it's just another form of art like i just think you wouldn't knock a painter if they decide to outline some stuff in sharpie or something not at all but you would if she tried to tell you that it was a photograph (laughs) you're like it's not it's like obviously a photograph they're like no no this is a painting i painted this (laughs) no like there's some of the stuff that's just like completely unreasonable like i saw a picture that somebody a photographer that I follow, uh, I won't call him out by name, but uh, he posted like this wedding picture with the super like blood wolf moon, mm. and like behind this couple's all bokeh out and out of focus, and the moon's like tack sharp, and it's like he's like yeah no this wasn't a composite, and it's like you have like two different focus points, like it's not even like debatable. Uh, have you just, seen like, the bifocus lenses though? This guy, I, I sold him his lens that he uses. <laughs> <laughs> What is it like the light cube that you can like change the folk post? Bro, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm so it's, there's there's an app for everything. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. How do you how do you educate yourself to create better images? Like, what resources? Where are you going to find the resources to learn? A lot of YouTube. I like think today's day and age, you can learn literally anything off of YouTube. 
I don't usually buy other photographers tutorials. Um, I was actually thinking about there's a photographer, John Snip. He takes insane portrait photo photography. And I was thinking his tutorial, I might actually buy that. It might be the first one that I buy. Mm -hmm. But uh, pretty much what I do is like, if I find a photographer that I'm like, wow, I love their style. Like it happened. I met uh, Garrett Shortstash um, with Eric Rubens on their Sony Beyond the Pier thing. Mm -hmm. And I sat down and I was like, wow, this is so cool. Like it's so muted, but still so vivid. And I went and I, for two hours, just played with sliders until I could kind of recreate like that preset look. And I don't use it, but I think like being able to do that and learn it on your own is such a more powerful thing than like, I'm not a huge fan of like the, there's so many YouTube tutorials. It's like edit like this, like edit like Andrew Optics, where they just pretty much give you his preset by numbers. And it's like, if you do that great, you can now completely mimic that, but you don't know, you haven't learned it. Mm -hmm. So by not having learned it, like you're either just imitating it exactly or like you can't change it to be your style. So like I might see a photographer that like, it's like, wow, I love what they're doing and I'm going to mimic it. So I know how to build upon it and make it better. Cause I think photography is like stepping stone. The goal is to lay the next stepping stone for somebody like Ansel Adams, like latest stepping stone. And so many photographers followed that to lay their own. And that's when I like, it's so cool. Cause it branches out. As soon as you're starting to just like just imitate other people and not use it to learn or to grow, I think you're just you're just going to stay on that stone and you're not going to move further along and you're not going to grow. I forgot the original question because I kind of just started ranting on it, but uh, it's just more or less like uh, what types of resources do you use to educate yourself to create better images? Yeah, so I guess uh, like YouTube and then just play with the sliders. Yeah. Like in there's only probably fifty something controls. Like if what you about play shooting with though? There's there's even away from posts. What about like you don't watch anything or maybe maybe not maybe not now but maybe like when you first started. Uh, when I first started. Yeah. I I still I think I've learned a lot less from from like YouTube videos for shooting and just shooting with really good photographers. Gotcha. Go out with them. I who was I with? I was with somebody where they explained like. The thing that they do is they walk around for half an hour before they even take out their camera. And they just walk around. And then they pull out their camera and they've already got like six or seven shots in their head that they've come up with and weighed and figured it out. And I thought that was like super cool because I'm, I'm a shutterbug. I'll just come out and I'll shoot <laughs> 2,000 pictures at like one sunset beach. <laughs> Bobby burst over here. <laughs> Catch them all. Got to take all the captures. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, like, I think shooting with other photographers is super, super powerful. Um, I definitely watched a ton of Peter McKinnon videos back in the day. I still watch Peter McKinnon. I think he's super entertaining. YouTube videos like that's good. Just going out with not even just photographers, but just creative people. Mm -hmm. Even if they're not photographers or, like, very driven people, just kind of push you to be better, I think. Like, I'll go out and shoot with some of my friends from L.A. that, like, none of them are photographers and we're just going out, but, like, being with these people that are so motivated and so driven and so creative, mm -hmm. like you want to like keep up right? in a way. Um, and I'm like super competitive. So that might just be my competitiveness being like, like I want to like impress at the same time as get better at the same time as I think that's another thing that keeps me going is like, I want to be like every day you want to be a better version of you. So like each day I shoot, I want to take better pictures than I did yesterday, no matter where I'm at or what the scenario is or that. So I think like YouTube, again, there's so many talented YouTubers out there. Um, Hayden Peterson, Peter McKinnon, 
Peter. There's so many. P Peter's killing it. <laughs> He's so entertaining. I watch his even less for the photography, just more for the entertainment value that he brings now. That's cool. And I gotta watch more of his stuff. I just I get busy, but I I I always like I always see his stuff pop up on stories, and I always want to watch it, but I just never end up making it around to it. So. Yeah. I'll throw those videos on while I'm doing like homework or editing and just it's kind of like white noise that I'm listening to. Nice. All right, brother. Well, dude, that was a really awesome episode to wrap things up. I normally give the creative, the mic and platform to basically share some type of inspiration, motivation for the AOV community. And so with that said, feel free to take your time, but anytime you're ready, Feel free to leave the community with some Aiden White inspiration. I guess the big thing is like, especially if you're a starting photographer, don't, and it's way easier to say than do, don't compare yourself with other photographers. You could take the best landscape photographer and they're going to be a crappy portrait photographer maybe. And it's so easy to look at what other people are doing and say like, I am not that good and to get really discouraged from it when that's not what it's about at all. And ever like everyone, I was at a hundred followers. I was doing it when I'm at 50,000 followers, I'm doing it. I talked to a guy that's at 800,000 followers and he's still doing it. And I think it's really easy to get caught up in the competitiveness of Instagram rather than the community of it. And I think it's something that's pretty detrimental, even not even in photography, but just on Instagram, it's somebody else's highlight reel. Don't compare it with your behind the scenes use it to grow and use it as a community but don't use it as like a compare and contrast and i'm not good enough for it and i think that's my that's my big piece of advice boom aiden white appreciate you coming on the show brother hey guys thanks for listening to another episode of the aov podcast our goal here at art of visuals is to keep everything free and to keep creating great tools and resources for you guys to utilize to to achieve all your guys' dreams in the photography, filmmaking, and content creation world, even entrepreneurship. With that said, we picked up Adorama as a sponsor to help us cover some of our costs, and we're grateful for them. All we ask of you guys is if you're going to purchase gear, we'd really love it if you guys would head over to Adorama.com and make your purchase there instead of elsewhere. And just know that when you guys do that, you guys will also somewhat be supporting Art of Visuals and allowing us to continue to create great content for you guys, uh, like our podcasts, our free app, and a lot of the other great things we do. Also, if you listen to the podcast, all of the AOV presets are now free. So check out our website shop.artofvisuals.com go get some free presets the artist presets are still for sale if you want to support the artist and you should support the artist uh, just know that that money goes to them and we're also going to be reworking that commission structure here in the next month so we're really stoked about that but go get some free presets and if you guys want to buy gear please support us help us out go to adorama.com peace